On April 26, 1991, a tornado outbreak struck the central United States. It produced an F5 tornado that heavily damaged the town of Andover, Kansas. Hi, I'm Chris May, writer, producer, and host of This Day in Weather History from the Weather Network in Canada. Remember Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz when she quipped, Toto, I don't think we're in Kansas anymore. It was a tornado like what happened on this day that prompted that quote. This is the F5 from this day in weather history. Our storm hunter Mark Robinson years ago raised awareness as to why you should never, ever seek shelter from a tornado under an overpass. Yet the news team on site to capture the video of the tornado in the outbreak did just that, and it was this error in judgment that would feed the misconception that overpasses can provide adequate shelter during a tornado. You should check out the Mark Robinson video. You can find it online anytime at theweathernetwork.com. Here's a spoiler alert. It will not provide adequate shelter during a tornado. This outbreak would go on to result in 21 people being killed, 17 of which were from the Andover tornado alone. But the Wichita Andover tornado was actually the third in a series of four tornadoes that pushed through South Central Kansas this day in weather history. The first two were relatively weak, but again, I caution you to not disregard any tornado as weak because they can still kill. I say weak in that on the outdated Fujita and the newer, more precise, enhanced Fujita scale for tornado ratings, F0 is termed the weakest in the system. That's why we say that. Nevertheless, this first F0 tornado resulted in only minor and scattered events of damage. Now, the second tornado was also rated F0, and it passed northwest of Argonia, Kansas, and it actually didn't even hit any buildings. Let's jump ahead to the fourth tornado in the sequence. It was an F2 that touched down at the northeast end of El Dorado Lake and scared likely a whole lot of people as it moved parallel to the Kansas Turnpike. So there you are the details of the three tornadoes that were classified on the weaker end of the scale. You have to ring in at least as an F or EF3 or greater to enter into the category of a major or a strong tornado. Oh, and the third did that and a whole lot more. But first, remember that this day in weather history can be enjoyed a number of ways. Right now, you are listening to the full version of today's story on your favorite podcast provider, but there is also the daily podcast video short. They are shot right here in my podcast recording studio, so you get that perspective. And oftentimes, they will include visuals from that day's event, from when it happened, in weather history. So after listening to the full story, go check out the podcast video short on television or online anytime at theweathernetwork.com forward slash weather history. And now the harrowing tale of tornado number three, the F5 that took 17 lives in Andover, Kansas. This monster developed just south of Clearwater in Sedgwick County and quickly became that which is termed a multi-vortex tornado. I think the term speaks for itself, but just in case, these are tornadoes that contain smaller, rapidly spinning whirls called subvortices or suction vortices. It's like, let me see, uh, if you have one massive storm, but within it you have smaller but still powerful mini storms. What makes this setup particularly dangerous, aside from the obvious power that they pack, is that these subvortices are not always as clearly visible. And in past stories of this kind, on this podcast, it is common for these disorganized packs of vortices to eventually merge into one very wide-ranging and long-tracking killer 
of people and property. The damage was reported to have been extensive in the northern part of Hayesville, south and southeast of Wichita, as well as across the McConnell Air Force Base, which sustained $62 million in damage. The only saving grace was that the line of destruction that roared across and through the airbase missed a line of B-1B bomber planes by only 305 meters. It's about a thousand feet. They were parked on the tarmac as they would be and therefore they were very prone to total devastation and that in itself would have driven the damage costs through the heavens. F-5 damage also occurred across the southern part of Andover where large frame homes were completely demolished and it was at the Golden Spur Mobile Home Park where vehicles were mangled so badly that you couldn't tell if it was a car or a truck. And it was from this park in South Andover where 13 people lost their lives from the tornado outbreak that occurred this day in weather history. Hey, do you like the podcast? We'd love to hear from you. If you have an idea, go right now to wherever you're listening to me and rate us if you would, please. It's on a five-star system and we would love as many stars as you can afford. So rate us, but then also review us. This way we can always stay on top of how you'd like to see the show evolve. Then remember to subscribe to this podcast. Click the subscribe or follow button right there on the very same podcast homepage you're listening on. You'll be immediately reminded that the next day is ready to listen to and you also have access to every episode in the archives. It dates back to June 1st of 2020, so there is a lot that we got to get caught up on on this day in weather history. Tomorrow is April 27th. It was a Sunday on this day back in 2008 when residents of Fort Albany, a First Nations community of mostly women and children, fled the worst floods since 1985. Ice flows burst through the dikes, thrusting water onto the mainland of the reserve where 900 people lived. We'll tell you all about how they survived and the extent of the rescue operations that ensued. That's tomorrow on This Day in Weather History with me, your host, Chris May.